Welcome to this week's episode of the Print On Demand cast. Each week, join Travis and Josiah as they provide insight into the print on demand industry and equip you with the tools, advice, and strategy you need to achieve success and hopefully have a few laughs along the way. Now, on to this week's show. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Print On Demand cast to another exciting episode with uh, myself, Josiah, and of course, as always, Travis joining me now. You guys can't see this. We are Skype calling each other for this particular episode, and we spent probably no less than 15 minutes searching and scouring Google for different backgrounds that we could implement uh, (laughs) on our screens. I am uh, currently apparently in a high-rise apartment in New York City, and Travis has commandeered the desk of Ron Swanson all the way in Pawnee, Indiana. So, (laughs) Travis, how's things there in Pawnee, Indiana? Indiana? Oh, man, couldn't be better. Everybody wants to be in Pawnee, Indiana in Ron Swanson's office. It's pretty great. <laughs> hey, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't oppose a little tour of uh, the Parks and Rec Department in pa- yeah. Pawnee, Indiana. I think it'd be the a, only thing I'm the only the only thing I'm missing is that like shotgun that he sits on his desk, you know, aiming at people. <laughs> I don't I don't yes. have that. Now, how about you? How is uh, how's the. You know, the New York life, the hustle and the bustle. And I see the Empire State <laughs> Building behind you. It's pretty awesome. Yes. Yes, it is. I'll tell you, streets are packed with people. It's hard to get places. You don't drive anywhere. You take public transportation and, uh, you know, avoid the the frequent uh, protests. But well, anyway, so everything <laughs> looks great here in New York City um, so far. So, hey, man, I'm excited to get things underway. How are things going with you before we kind of get into uh, – what we have today how's things um, in travis's world yeah i mean it's um uh we're recording this and it's right before uh november things have been just ramping up uh non-stop for getting ready for q4 there's there's some big news and i'm not necessarily ready to announce yet but um <laughs> we're, we're kind of you know it but we're putting some things into place that um sure. you know could change the game for uh, for our company and um, so it's, you know, you, you combine that with the fact that we have two more months in Q4 and it's, um, <laughs> the countdown is on, so it's getting nuts. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. What? And, uh, to use, to, to use pro wrestle, pro wrestling speak, um, you're, you're kayfabing the news, which is, which is to say you're not telling anybody you're keeping it a secret. So, mm. uh, he, he's going to continue to do that, but I will say, I do know the news and, uh, the timing is is crazy insane. man uh, for it's sure <laughs> it's a little insane uh but it's going to be super exciting and uh, we will hopefully be able to divulge this information uh soon and uh, be able to share with the people listening uh what's going on and what's happening in your world so yeah. it's super exciting what about you man how's how are things going over at what for apparel man, things are good uh busy Working on, uh, I think we just went live on Wayfair, which is cool. Maybe we could, once we get a little more experience on Wayfair, we could probably do a little episode explaining what that platform is uh, mm-hmm. and, and selling your stuff there. It's a little bit different approach um, than like Amazon or Walmart, but that have a couple more clients coming online. And of course the, the impending Q4 storm right now, it's a little bit, it's a little bit relaxed at the moment, uh, but <laughs> I think it's that calm before the storm before right. the things start to really ramp up. And so we're trying to just kind of, uh, enjoy our last vestiges of, of free time. Mm-hmm. If, if, if you want to say that before things it's, get crazy, 
it's just like 2020 to lull you into, you know, into sleep right before it a drops false. a freaking <laughs> an anvil on your head, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. I don't know what 2021 holds, but I, you know, I don't think it'd be, it could be crazier than what 2020 has no. presented. Let's at least hope, you know Let's what I mean? Hope. So yeah. unless the entire plot of walking dead comes true. And then at that point <laughs> it's just, you know, it's a free yeah, for all. Well, I'm going to doesn't matter. going to, I'm going to Texas to hunker down in a bunker with some gun-owning Americans. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, enough about us. Let's let's jump in, man. What's the uh, let's, yeah? Let's, let's do actually it. let's cue the point of interest sound. The point of interest. The part of the show where you may discover something that you were not previously aware of it's the point of interest all right so this week for the point of interest we're going to talk about dye sublimation uh, and the growth of the market um so i guess let's talk about first travis for people that might be wondering what is dye sublimation sure so i can't remember if we talked about this on this podcast or on another interview that we did um but dye sublimation is kind of um, – it's the way that you would think or that you would know dye sublimation, and a lot of you already know what this is, but um, think think coffee mugs. Think what you're seeing um, every day on, on uh, Amazon. I mean there's a lot of products you can dye sublimate, but coffee mugs is probably the number one if, if you really want to get down to it. But um, dye sublimation is um, actually the, the – you basically you print onto a piece of paper a dye instead of an ink. It's actually a dye, and so when you wrap that, uh, you you basically wrap that or flat press that transfer onto whatever your um, uh, substrate, substrate is. is. Right? Yeah. yeah, and um, and then that dye, when heated and pressed, will basically migrate into a polyester coated substrate. So your a substrate is just the thing that you're printing on. And so when that dye actually um, is pressed, the reason you, you have add the pressure is because you don't what, want what's called dye migration. In other words, if you don't have enough pressure, the dye will kind of you know, trickle out into other areas that you don't want it coloring. So if you have like text, maybe it looks a little fuzzy or blurry or something like that. So you want that pressure so you don't have the dye migration. And then the heat actually turns the dye into a gas that then goes into the polyester. Um, That's a way, way more, you know, detailed uh, explanation than probably a lot of people wanted to know. But um, <laughs> but the cool thing about a dye sublimated product is that it's, you know, particularly drinkware, it's dishwasher safe because you're, you're sublimating at like 350 to 400 degrees. And I don't, sure. you know, I'm pretty confident that no <laughs> dishwasher gets no up dishwasher that high. No dishwasher gets that <laughs> <laughs> if it does, yeah. you might have a short circuiting somewhere. <laughs> yeah, you probably have a fire, so you have bigger things to worry yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So the the value, I guess, according to the article that we uh, have pulled from Graphics Pro, just to cite our sources here a little bit, the the market value in 2019 was 8.1 billion dollars, but that's it's a glo- estimated global, global market. Yeah, yeah, the global market. 
$8.1 billion in 2019. The estimated growth by 2025 is to be $14.2 billion in the global market, which is a 10.7 CAGR in the next five years. So there's a lot of things that they're saying are kind of contributing to this kind of trend. And a lot of it seems to be household, kind of home decor. They're talking about curtains, carpets, wall coverings, upholstery, household purposes, uh, yep. which which is crazy because I know, you and I both do a, a substantial amount of, of coffee mugs in our company and we've kind of branched out and we're starting to do uh, some masks and uh, puzzles. And so there's lots of different stuff, but I would have never thought that curtains or carpets mm. or wall coverings or upholstery, anything like that would be something that is not necessarily of interest, but something that sublimate the sublimation process could meet that need. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I think, I think as, as people are realizing, um, you know, what sublimation can potentially do, people are tooling, you know, new machines to handle, you know, different applications. So, I mean, if you think about it, you could do a whole bread bedspread. You just need a really big press, really big, yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know, or, you know, a lot of people are doing, you know, they're already doing like leggings and, and, um, yeah. you know, you see that guy driving down or riding down the road on his 10 speed and he's got like, you know, those, that bright spandex suit that has the Lance every... Armstrong biking. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's all sublimation. It's a polyester suit yeah. that's been that's basically been uh, pr- put through a rolling press. So it's it actually is a it rolls and then they cut out the fabric and then they sew it. It's called cut and sew. And so I mean, the more and more um, as time goes on, they're realizing well, we could do curtains like this. We can do bedspreads. You know, all of these different things. And it really yeah. you're only limited by the size of your press of your heat press. Um, that's yeah. really and so. They're basically just innovating, and it's it's really cool. Yeah. A, a lot of the growth is is what they're saying is going to be happening in um, like Asian countries, like India and China and and Taiwan, and um, and I think a lot of that is because a lot of the factories are already you know there's a lot of factories that are already doing some of this stuff, and they're continuing yeah. to innovate, and then they're putting out these products that are then going to go, you know the the four corners of the world. And, you know, a lot of them are going to come to the U S a lot of them are going, going sure. to be all over the place. Um, and it's really contributing to a massive growth in the industry. 10% every yeah. year. That's pretty nuts. Yeah. That's insane. And, and the article here as well says that, you know, a part of it is various factors that are significantly driving the demand, but one of them is an increase in disposable income, which seems kind of crazy given what 2020 has presented <laughs> us with COVID and then they're going to be like, right. oh, yeah, no, there's an increase in disposable income. So people want sublimated curtains and stuff like that. <laughs> that just kind of caught me by surprise a little bit. Yeah, that's – that's. I don't know about that one. But, you know, hey, we only have a, a very small sample size here in the U.S. Who knows what the global yeah, exactly. disposable yeah. income <laughs> is yeah, who for knows? people. But, yeah, yeah. It, could be, it could be wildly different other places. So. We talked, we talked about mugs, puzzles, masks, um, other things you can sublimate, which is something that you and I saw when we first went to Portland to our first kind of foray into this world. Uh, aluminum panels. Yeah. Which are amazing. They look so good. They uh, do. Sublimate. Yeah, I you can get. You and, I, you and I both were just blown away at like not just how cool, but like the, the, the colors that popped off the yeah. aluminum and how bright and vibrant it looked like, Oh my gosh. I mean, yeah, I can't wait. To yeah. Get to the point where I do that. 
there's a different you, you can get different colors too of aluminum you can get basically an aluminum that has like a white uh over it like a matte or a gloss yeah. white yep. that you just print on and then it's totally photographic quality it's absolutely oh, gorgeous dude. when you have that white background yeah. because then all of those dyes can basically create their exact colors the exact yeah. way you can get skin tones perfectly etc cetera, etc cetera. but yeah. then you could also do some really cool stuff with the aluminum like the 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 silver like actual aluminum and they polycoat sure. that and then you put like a black and white with maybe some you know red accents or something and i mean yep. it looks spectacular and and really uh, really trendy kind of you know what i mean it like it looks yeah, it cool looks, and hip it I looks guess. great and yeah and i mean you you get into that and you can do a lot more of the uh especially on like an etsy space in that, in that mm-hmm. space, doing home decor and wall, like full-size wall art that's, you know, people send you your photos, send me your photos, and we'll put it on a big panel art, you know, be aluminum. I mean, there's tons of stuff that you can do. Uh, you know, I was up yeah. in Georgetown, Colorado, doing, you know, the little railroad riding the train thing a couple of weeks ago, and we went into this restaurant, and they were selling on the wall. These artists had had their paintings sublimated onto aluminum, and they were selling them for six $700 a piece, and they were wow. beautiful. But they had sublimated them on aluminum, which just adds to the vibrancy. I mean, it looked amazing. And another thing we saw—it looks very high class. It does. It looks very high, very high class. Yeah, looks very expensive. Uh, Very, yeah, very high dollar. So uh, another thing that we saw too is aluminum bracelets. People are—I guess—they're just taking segments of this aluminum, which is you know, like a strip, yeah, point zero four five inches thick, you know, something like that. Around they're not very thick at all. And then you sublimate them on a flat press, and then you take a cylindrical surface and kind of bend around that mm-hmm. to create your bracelet, which, again, is a, is a crazy cool innovation that I, I wouldn't have thought of uh, before yeah. this, before this uh, episode. Yeah, I think just, you know, the bottom line really is just there's, there are so many innovations happening in the sublimation market. You know, and obviously we're, we're more focused on the, the gift. We're not going to be, I'm not, I don't know, sure. maybe you'll be sublimating drapes soon, but not me. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be more focused on, you know, drinkware and maybe some jewelry yeah. or, th- you know, maybe sure. some book, you can do aluminum bookmarks, yeah, yeah, you, can do, yeah. you know, those yeah, types of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aluminum bookmarks would be great. Even the bracelets, I think, are a cool gift today. All of this to say, it, you know, if you're listening and you are one, if you have the, uh, the equipment available, you have a flat press and, you know, a sawgrass printer or, or what have you. Uh, something to think about as, as Q4 is, is coming, because those kind of cool gift ideas are always sought after because someone's always looking for something unique and different to give their loved ones and something exactly that they, with a custom touch. And so this is definitely um one of those items to kind of keep in mind for sure. Yeah, totally. I think, uh, yeah, I will I'll leave it at that, man. That's, that's, yeah. uh, that's exactly what yeah. I thought. <laughs> All right. Sweet. Well, that's, <laughs> that's it for, uh, this week's point of interest. So we're going to transition a little bit to, uh, the main event of the episode. I was going to say evening, but you might not be listening to this in the evening. It could be the beginning of your day. So I'd hate to alienate you and your time of time, time of listening. So into the main event, we're going to talk about something called deco network. And Travis, I guess I'll give you uh, what do we call it? Uh, the, the baton last time, the new girl reference, the feelings the, baton. Or the, yes. The, uh, what was it? The feeling stick, the feeling stick. Yeah. We'll give mm-hmm. you the question stick 
interview. I don't know. We're going to let you drive this, uh, this uh, <laughs> particular main event topic, uh, talking about Deco Network and uh, all that okay. it does, can do. So I'm, uh, I'm just kind of bummed that you didn't actually sublimate a, a real-life feeling stick for me. Well, I... I'll get a flat piece of aluminum that's about exactly. 0.3 inches thick, and then I'll take a cylindrical <laughs> surface, and we'll get a we'll get a print-on-demand cast question bracelet interviewer. That's perfect bracelet. Yeah, I love it. All right, well, well, let's jump let's jump into this. So, tell me um, for tell our listeners what exactly is Deco Network, and why should I care? <laughs> yeah, so uh, Deco Network is kind of as a software suite. Um, I believe they're based out of Great Britain, um, which is kind of where their HQ is. And what Deco Network does and how it's traditionally used is to kind of help with workflow for, for print shops and quoting jobs and and getting all of it kind of into one place. Um, it does it, That's how it's traditionally used. So if you're out there and you have a, a print shop and you're looking for something that will help you kind of automate and uh, – expedite and make it more efficient as far as the order process, the invoice process, the art approval process, all that kind of stuff. Deco network is, is really, is that's basically why they were created with that in mind, with that, with that shop owner. It's kind of a one-stop shop. It basically keeps your order linearly moving along the production, uh, you know, to billing and all of that. It's, 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 it's kind of, it's, it's also part, you know, CRM, a customer resource manager, because you build a, a, a digital book of business, anyone that does business with you, anyone that you quote, you add them into the customer base and then you can go and check the history and check their account status and assign, you know, store credit or assign, you know, de- discounts or what have you. Um, so it's also in part kind of a CRM as well. Um, okay. But that that's that's the original vision behind Deco Network and, and what who they made it for. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, t- so, um, I know you 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 guys use it a little differently than what it was traditionally used for, but do you know enough about how it is traditionally used that you could maybe talk some of our listeners who do maybe have a traditional print shop? Um, how sure. how so? In other words, so I'm I'm a customer. I come to what for apparel or whatever yep. company that you have, and I say, sure. hey, I want an order for you know twenty shirts uh, and ten or twenty hats and twenty mugs and twenty puzzles. Uh, so right. what happens? Right. How how does that all go down in the back end of Deco Network? Yeah, so basically you build out your product catalog as your shop owner, what you offer, the items you offer, you know, the brand, so on and so forth. Build out your pricing for the blank products, and then you build out your pricing for the decoration processes itself. It's got built in. It has uh, direct-to-garment to where you can set a base price, and then you can add tell it to add additional cost for back print, sleeve print, and it automatically generates that. Then you can go to embroidery and it will auto, you can set up your digitization fee and then you can set up the cost of the, the process itself. And so once you get all that set up and a customer comes to you, basically what you'll do is create a quote for them mm-hmm. in the quote, in the quoting system in Deco network. And you pick out the shirt they want from your catalog you add the graphic to the shirt that they're going to want printed and it'll automatically calculate that for you. And then you move on to the next item, next item, next time, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And then you email them the quote and it sends them a pretty thorough PDF of the shirt that they're getting, the sizes, the color, 
the size of the art that will be printed on their shirt, all of it. It, it breaks it down for them so they can approve and pay. And then once they approve and pay that quote, everything moves into your order workflow. And then you can open the order, download the art directly from Deco Network for the for the DTG garment. You can download the EMB file for the hats, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And so it's all, like you said, it just keeps the orders going linearly and it keeps the art for each order attached to it so that you don't have to go to a Dropbox mm-hmm. and search it and pull it up or try and figure out where you, where it's located all just sticks with the order throughout the entire process. And it goes from front to back from quoting to shipping and then, and then you're, and then you're good to go basically. So that, that's how it's traditionally is. You can also use it for artwork approvals. If someone submits art to you and it needs to be approved by your team or by your graphics guy, um, there's another mm-hmm. site. We don't use, you don't, you, we don't use that a whole lot. There's not a whole lot of artwork approval that has to go on. Um, but if you create art for a customer, you can send it out for approval and they can approve or deny and so on and so forth. So it can, it can kind of help automate that process too. Um, but we haven't really touched that part of it cause we don't have a whole lot of artwork approval that has to go on within Deco network. But from a traditional standpoint, it's, it's meant to help kind of automate and, um, make it more efficient, the order process mm-hmm. from, from quote to, to shipping. Does it have does it have some uh, inventory functionality as well? Like making yeah. sure that you you yep. don't run out of stock of certain things based on yeah, your orders. So, yeah, so you can go in and, and you per per item and set tell it to track the item, and you can tell it how much is in inventory. You can set an alert amount that if it hits four units, five units, ten units, to alert you to order more. And then uh, then once you oh, once you create a purchase order. Right. That's the mm-hmm. other thing can help you do is uh, depending on who oh. you're with, if you, if you have Sanmar, SNS, so on and so forth, you can sync directly with their catalog. And once you have to make a purchase order, uh, mm-hmm. you can pick the items and actually email it directly to a rep at SNS and they'll fulfill it and send it to you if you want to do it that way as opposed to placing it online. Mm-hmm. Um, so then that's, once, super, that's super cool. Super handy. Yeah. Yeah, and so once you receive that purchase order, once you receive that stock, it'll automatically calculate it to the the inventory side of mm-hmm. Deco so that it replenishes itself uh, as you cool. go. Yeah, so nice. we we use TSC. TSC doesn't integrate with them uh, with Deco Network, mm-hmm. unfortunately. So Bummer. I've had to go. I've, <laughs> yeah, I've had to go in and kind of um, set that up manually for everything to go to TSC. So when I create a purchase order, um, I can print it out. I can email it to my rep or I can just go on the, on the website and, and kind of follow along and place the order as it is needed on the, per, on the PO. Um, but if you sync with, if you use an SNS or, or Sanmar or whatever, it, it does alpha broad or whatever, it makes it much, much more efficient. Cause you can just download their entire catalog and roll. Yeah. That's really cool. So I know yeah. you guys, um, you guys, I don't know that this was the whole reason you guys got into Deco Network. There was another side oh. of Deco Network that uh, they provide, um, yeah. which are they basically provide websites for cus- yeah. customer-facing websites. Cool. So can you tell yeah. me a little bit about traditionally what what did Deco Network include this functionality into their software for? And then, we can t- then we'll transition into how you guys are using that functionality. Sure. So they have the the functionality for what they call affiliate stores, and um, or or campaigns. Uh, a a mm-hmm. difference between a store and a campaign: a store is an entire website that you can set up. A campaign is like you pick five items and you set a time: two weeks, 
and press go. And it basically just keeps the store open for two weeks if you're doing a fundraiser or a limited time, you know, mm-hmm. deal. Um, but they created the campaigns for fundraising. Affiliate stores, uh, I believe, is more for kind of the people that are wanting to place or like the businesses or or city municipalities or whatever that are ordering gear all of the time for their mm-hmm. crew, for their staff, for their, you know, maintenance, whatever. They can go in and place an order with their supplier on their own website, everything they need, and then just press go, pay for it. So they kind of uh, circumvent the process of, hey, I'm going to email the shop owner mm-hmm. and tell them I need 20 hats, 20 shirts, 20 puzzles, whatever. I'm just going to mm-hmm. log into my website. I'm going to I'm going to purchase it, uh, pay the price that I would pay normally, and submit it and just pay it right then and there, and then they're going to take it from well, the order. order that's price, awesome. You know? I mean – yeah, I mean, if you're doing a lot of business locally, uh, I mean, a lot of your time is going to be communicating with your customers. And so yeah. that right there, giving them their own website to just order for themselves off of, you know, limits some of that customer touch. Obviously, yeah. we're not trying to like completely isolate the customer, but, you sure. know, just, to, I mean, if they already know what they want, just, there's no reason yeah. to, to have to actually pick yeah, up. The yeah. They, they, they order, they order the same shirts every time and they just right. need to replenish the stock or, Hey, they got a new employee or, you know, they have their employees go out and say, you know, Hey, uh, buy whatever you want from the, from the site. We'll reimburse you. You're paying our cost, whatever. So employees can go and snag, Hey, I want that. I don't want a visor. I want a hat. I don't want a long sleeve. I want a hoodie. So it gives them the ability to choose as well whatever branded swag they want to use. So that's uh, a lot of what traditionally um, the affiliate idea was used for was kind of just make it easier for the customer to log in and place an order instead of like you said, picking up the phone or shooting an email and waiting for the, Mm -hmm. you know, someone at the shop to respond or or what have you. It just drops directly into the order flow and you, it's, it's good to go. It just gets drop shipped to you. That's awesome. But I know you guys, you guys kind of use it a little differently, and uh, we've yeah. talked a little bit about how you guys have used that on a previous podcast on influencer marketing, but I don't want to yeah. give away the whole story. So <laughs> go ahead and share with us how you guys, uh, maybe maybe what brought you to it, because I, I think you, I think this functionality was kind of why you went with Deco Network. Yeah, um, it was. Kind of um, share with us how that how that transpired. It, it was a it was a battle between Inksoft and Deco Network because <laughs> Inksoft <laughs> provides a lot of the same affiliate stuff, but there was a few things that Deco Network edged out, and that was the fact that um, Inksoft you can't necessarily have people have their own individual logins to the store mm-hmm. and see just their stuff, uh, and Deco Network could. So at, when we started, we started with a Squarespace site, and um, it it did us it did what it needed to do, and it served its purpose. For for about a year and a half. The, the, the thing that came along with having a Squarespace site is, again, you, I can't assign you permissions to just go build your own store page on my Squarespace site without you seeing everyone else's stuff and mm-hmm. potentially interfering in, in whatever else <laughs> any, someone else is selling. So that meant that I was personally building these people's stores, making the mock-ups, listing it all for sale, making it all function, adding the SKUs, the prices, all of it myself, mm-hmm. which is which was fine for probably the first six months until we until we started building client volume. <laughs> right, it's it's a great way to spend your Friday nights. You know, Friday and Saturday night you're building oh, yeah. stores, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> it's my, a blast. My, the, 
the wife's like, hey, let's go see a movie. I'm like, sorry, I got to build this store for the <laughs> Joe, and, Joe and Schmo podcast or whatever. You know what I mean? So sorry, babe. Turn on the Duggars and entertain yourself. I don't know. So, um, so yeah, it, it was very time intensive. And anytime there was a change that needed to be made or a different color that needed to be added in the offering, I had to go in and do it. And so eventually I was like, listen, there's got to be a solution out there that will alleviate this responsibility from myself and put it back to our, our, our partners. Because not only was I like not really enjoying the process of building stores, the clients wanted control themselves. They wanted to see analytics. They wanted to see numbers. Anytime someone had a question, I had to go run a report, filter out just their store, figure out the numbers and email it back to them. Like, well, it looks like it's this and this and this, and you made this much this month. So logistically and bookkeeping, whatever was a nightmare from the client side, it was frustrating because they just wanted to see what they have every right to see. And that's their, their numbers, their data, what they're doing, how they're performing. So Deco Network with the affiliate stores enabled us to differentiate ourselves for one, because there's not a whole lot of print on demand fulfillment partners that just offer a free website builder that you can make as simple or complex as you want. A lot of them are one pagers, one page stores outside of like Shopify and Squarespace and stuff, but they're not necessarily print on demand fulfillment partners. You have to go find that through Printful or whoever else. So it allowed us to to kind of set ourselves apart and say, hey, now we can not only offer you a store page, but you can have an, a homepage, an about page, a contact page. You can upload your mm. social media, your YouTube videos, whatever you want. You can do it all on this website builder and we'll teach you, we'll show you how to do it. You know, made some tutorial videos, but furthermore, you don't have to wait for me anymore to list a new shirt for sale. You can right. go in and do it right away. You don't have to wait for me to send you a report. You can go into your back end and you can not only see what you sold, but what sold the most and who's buying what. And you can reach out to your customers personally and thank them. And you have their, you can do email captures and you can build your email list. You can continue to interact with your followers and it's all included in the price of, of, of partnering with us. Basically it's all included. It's all inclusive. And so it gave them the control it alleviated myself of the the responsibility of building out everyone's store always. Mm-hmm. Um, and then whatever is purchased through these stores that our clients bill, build, the orders come straight to the workflow and deco network. So there's no hiccups. There's no missed orders. Everything comes directly through there, um, drops into our order flow. We can get it out. And then at the end of the month, it also tracks their commission. So they can see what they made. And at the end of the month, we just push it to a PayPal account and it's good to go. So the reason we got into it was because we wanted to offer the influencers that we partner with the ability to build an entire website for free. And Deco Network's great. It's very drag and drop, kind of cut and paste, um, something mm-hmm. quick and easy you know, put out there. If you want to get super finite in details, you have to kind of fit work around i've had i have most of the calls i have i should say with clients are people that have figured out the basics but they're like well i want that to be a little smaller and moved over to the left because mm-hmm. it is drag and drop there's only certain spaces you can put stuff so you have to kind of figure out workarounds to like make it if you're aesthetically picky i should say um <laughs> so i spend a lot of time with people like oh yeah let's figure that out and that's because what is built with deco network software it's it's the same thing so we just we built it on the site and it, and it allowed me to um, 
you know, be baptized by fire basically and learning how to work the website builder <laughs> and, and, uh, be able to, to speak intelligently. But yeah, that's why we did it because I was tired of building stores for yeah. people, <laughs> which, you know, it, it, it's fine. But I, and I do occasionally now, and now we have a limit, like, Hey, I'll list 10 items. But after that, it's, we're going to charge you if you're not going to go through mm-hmm. the process of learning how to build your store. Yeah, and I remember a couple of um, other cool things that you've told me about Deco Network. Um, one is the ability, since you can pull in a catalog from a Sandmar or an SNS or Alpha Broder or whoever, you yeah. can basically say, "Hey, we offer these, you know, ten products, and we put that, and you can basically upload." Uh, your art and then it'll make all your mock-ups for you yeah. is that is that correct yeah 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 so so it, it kind of pulls the the system mock-ups from the catalog whatever mock-up the supplier supplies for that particular mm-hmm. SKU. and uh, yeah if if you're a if you're an affiliate or if you're building the site and you want to put something for sale and you have a design and you put it on a t-shirt well then the system then allows you to put that same design on a long sleeve a hoodie a tank top a pillow a Nice. No, whatever, whatever else is, it's, it's by print process. So whatever else can be DTG'd, you can put as many as you want, a shirt, hoodie, tote bag, pillow, blah, blah, blah. Uh, if, and then you hit save and then you can do the same thing if you're for sublimatable products, a mug, the okay. 15 ounce mug, the puzzle. If you, if you try and put the same graphic when you're uploading a shirt and you pick a hoodie, a t-shirt, a women's shirt, and then a mug, the mug is going to end up showing up blank because it, the system, for whatever reason, doesn't understand that it's a separate print process. So it just doesn't gotcha. put the graphic on the mug. So that's the only caveat. You have to separate them. But yeah, you can you can bulk upload mm-hmm. by the dozens. And then it just t- it saves a lot of time having to go through each individual. And then you can set the prices as well for each individual. That was the next, yeah, that was yeah. my next thing is that each of these, there's no, there's no basic there's no pricing on it. The customer or your customer is actually sure. setting the price for their yeah. own website for each product. They see how much it costs them and right. yep. they can charge the cu- can their customers. Up. Yeah. So yeah, it, it defaults to the, the wholesale price. Um, and then the, the client can go in and, and decide to put a universal markup on. I'm marking everything up in my store, $9 regardless go and the, and the store will automatically do that for you. Or you can individually adjust the prices if you don't want to charge, you know, $9 more for a hoodie or what have you. So, um, but yeah, anything that the, the client adju- marks up the wholesale price for the customer is they get the difference of, and that's how they make money, um, as well. So that's cool. Well, so, um, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of listeners out there that they're just, they're not at that place yet, you know, but they, they see perhaps, you know, uh, uh, sure. they're, they're looking forward to that time when they could potentially have enough clients that they have or enough partners that they can partner with yeah. and, you know, influencers yeah. and stuff. Um, so is, I mean, I know it's probably different for everybody, but, and you kind of alluded to the why you switched over, but how did you justify, cause I know at Deco Network costs money every single month. You guys are paying a yeah. subscription. Um, yeah. how did you justify that expense? And, and at what point, like how, I mean, is it perhaps a number of partners? Is it a number of units, um, you know, right. for, to give somebody some hope for the future and maybe what they could <laughs> shoot for, uh, yeah. give us some ideas yeah. there to how to justify the expense, the monthly cost. Yeah. So, um, 
the monthly cost is it's tiered. So the the mm-hmm. the one we have right now allows us five hundred affiliate stores, um, and then you know you you go up from from there basically. Uh, and I, I'm looking right now as we record, we have two hundred and thirteen stores um, okay. in our Deco network. Not all of which are super active, right? Um, but we just have we have two hundred thirteen slots filled. The justification came from um, the amount of time that I was spending maintenancing these clients that we had. And we had, when we made the switch, we probably had, I'm trying to think total stores open, probably 25 to 30 stores open that I was personally trying to maintenance (laughs) and, and keep up to date, you know? Mm, Uh, and so the, the justification was, Hey, if, if I take my time away from this and apply it to going to get more clients and the existing clients can, begin to build their own stuff. And my time is now free to go chase down more leads, more accounts, more clients, more revenue for the company that'll offset that monthly expense. Right. Right. So really, really it was just freeing up my time to start working on the business in that aspect instead of working in and building stores all day and, and maintaining, maintaining stores all day. So, you know, it, it, it does, it does vary from, from person to person. And mm-hmm. I can say that the Deco Network has definitely um, paid itself off. I mean, just because of the num- the sheer number. I, I We have people joining, uh, making affiliate stores that I find our link through uh, a partner through, you know, we, we've partnered with Podomatic now. So a lot of their podcasters find our stuff. We have people signing up for stores overnight that are just going to open the stores and starting to list product. And I'm, it's, I'm completely hands off. They'll call me when they have a question or I'll reach out when I see they sign up and say, hey, do you need anything from me? But we have these people that are starting to to kind of grow on their own and bring in that income. So it's it's been super helpful for us. And again, it's freed my time up to do other things and chase down other accounts. So if you're listening and it, you're, you're wondering what the justification is, it is different uh, for, for each person. But for us, it came to the point where we had 25 to 30 clients that were doing decent volume that I was having to maintenance all the time. And I had to just take that leap and take my time elsewhere. And if you're doing business, if you're, if you're, if you're a shop and you're doing a lot of business with, um, you know, schools or restaurants or what have you, Deco network is great just because of the workflow part too. You know what I mean? You know, you might not even necessarily need the affiliate side, but just in the workflow automation that you can do and you, you can have up to, and our plan, I think five or six different admin accounts. So you can assign people to the printing staff, the admin staff, the managers, and you can piece and parcel and assign, you know, this this production person. Production person one gets these 10 items to do today. Mm-hmm. And production person two gets these 10 items to do today. And you can kind of separate them out that way. So just workflow-wise, if you're a shop that's needing something to kind of help with the, the workflow process, it, it, I think it'd be a worthwhile investment too. Yeah, or send them to different departments. You know, if you have yeah. your sublimation yep. department, you have your totally. DTG department, your UV, your laser, whatever it is, yep. embroidery. Yep. That's cool. Yeah, yep. that's a that's that's a really cool use of that functionality. It um, you've kind of become like this 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 company that uh, just allows people to come and go grab a store and start selling yeah. their own thing and yeah. um, the I mean, it's not really so. So you you basically automated 
the onboarding process to where you don't right. even necessarily have to be involved. No, and we have, you know, you can go in the back end of Deco and the stuff, the back end is pretty extensive um, in and of itself. And there, there's a lot, they have lots of cool integrations with um, MailChimp and Zoho and ShipStation and all that kind of stuff too to help further. Because the shipping process, to be completely honest, in Deco itself isn't super great. But you can mm-hmm. plug in ShipStation and then rock with what ShipStation has as far as order, order summary forms and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I went into the back end of Deco and edited the welcome email that every client gets when they open a store and said, for, for a welcome call, please email me or call me here. Here's the link to the training videos. Here's a link to our catalog. Here's a link mm-hmm. to this. So when they sign up, they get their password and username and password, and then they get a whole email that's just links to everything that they're going to need to build mm-hmm. their store. So yeah, you, I mean, like I said, I have people onboarding that I don't talk to until it comes to the point where they want some, you know, cause we usually gave, you know, two or three samples to people for them to wear in their videos or to promote mm-hmm. or whatever. So I'll, I'll hear from them when it comes to that point typically, but it's, it's gone from me having to talk to every single person that we onboard to, to them just running it themselves, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> that, no, that's awesome, man. That's so I mean, what I hear you saying is uh, Deco Network might not be like the first step when you're trying to kind of go after right. this business model. Right. But, right. Um, but when you get to the point where you're kind of done doing it the manual way, for sure, uh, it's a great op- it's a great option um, and can probably pay for itself and just the time savings. Um, yeah. Eventually, totally. you know, as you continue to yeah. onboard more and more clients. So, what would you have for? You know, um, is there anything else that you can say about Deco Network or or giving advice to kind of the the newer person or somebody who's considering Deco Network? Is there anything else that you can think of that they may want to consider, um, you know, before they pull the trigger? Yeah, I I mean, just just to kind of um, second what you said, you know, it's not a, a first step deal at all especially mm-hmm. for especially for the, for the, this kind of business model like i said we did squarespace at first and it kind of helped me understand the the basic functionality of what how to build the store and kind of you know got my feet wet in that whole idea and what it looks like and and mm-hmm. um but but if you're out there and you're considering deco network just you know look at you know, for all, all I can say is assess the time that it's taking you. If you're if you're building out affiliate stores, if you're trying to get people to open online stores, just kind of assess what amount of time that's taking you and what direction you want to go uh, overall w- with the business. Are you are you going to want to continue to pursue affiliate stores? Is it something that you want? If you're doing a lot of you know, uh, like I said, working with schools and the cities and stuff like that. Maybe just the order flow function is is what you need. But mm-hmm. read read their blogs. Um, Deco Network has a blog and kind of a help forum, um, so you can kind of understand schedule schedule a demo for sure. Um, yeah. Talk to the guy and and, and because their uh, their customer service is 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 good. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I've probably bugged them to death, and they they probably have my user or my account number on, on the, the their <laughs> walls. Like if this dude emails you, you know, cause I have so many <laughs> questions, but just be sure to do your, your due diligence, um, and, and make sure that it's, it's going to be something that you feel is going to, um, make your life 
easier because it's it is a learning curve and setting everything up is is a learning curve and the shipping and the payment and the back end and getting it all you know all outfitted out is is a is a is a big chunk so just make sure i mean don't do it during q4 or probably not <laughs> uh would be would be would be my advice very um, good advice yes but yeah i I, w- I would just say do your homework and and schedule the demo um you know you can always reach out to me if you have questions i've helped uh you, you know sandy uh at the frp apparel there in erie mm-hmm. um i've helped yeah. her out a bit because she uses it again completely differently we could talk to her and ask how she uses it and be a 180 degree difference from what i use it for right. um because she uses it just for workflow but i've helped her set that up and her pricing and, and so on and so forth so yeah just be sure to to do your due diligence yeah sounds and, like you're uh, saying making make sure it's going to work for the business model that you're choosing to yeah grow into you know yeah yeah and make sure because it yeah the affiliate sites may not make sense for you if you're not going to go out and get partners. Um, right. You know, and the right. workflow may not make sense for you if you're just going to drop yeah. ship all your stuff from, an, from yeah. another place. So, yeah, um, totally. you know, there, there are probably other solutions uh, outside of Deco network that can do one or the other. Um, right. But this one has been a really nice kind of middle ground for you guys. And has, has combined the workflow piece as well as the website piece to, to give you guys kind of some unique, positioning in the marketplace to be able to provide this for your partners it's really cool yeah yeah it's it's worked out really well and uh you know it's not it's not the perfect solution there's still stuff that i wish um could do (laughs) or would do or i think you and i you were you were here at the office and i was showing you some stuff i'm like look at this I, this is frustrating. You're like, yeah, that is a little frustrating. So th- there's, there's, there's stuff you'll encounter. It's, it's that's not, with it's everything. Perfect, yeah. It's not a perfect yeah. solution, but, um, it's definitely helped us. Like you said, position ourselves a little differently in the arena of affiliate marketing. And so yeah. it, it's been great. That's cool, man. Well, um, anything else to add before we kind of wrap this sucker up? No, no, uh, I, I don't think so. Other than I hope you are all, um, all of you listening are doing, well and staying safe and sound and and actually weird crazy story someone reached out to me because of this podcast to have us drop ship their stuff so that was cool That's uh, awesome yeah it's a little little testimonial i was talking to her and i said hey by the way uh, her name is stevie so shout out stevie for hey, if you're listening to this episode as well she said, I said, how did you hear about us? Is it Twitter? Was it Instagram? She goes, no, it's from uh, your podcast, the Pen on Demand cast. And I was like, well, it is good to know that someone is listening to our ramblings. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> so put that, put this out in the ether space and you just never know who hears it. So that, that, was, that was super cool. It's, it's super encouraging. And thank you all so much for, for continuing to listen. I know Travis and I have a lot of fun uh, doing this podcast yeah. together and, it's uh, sometimes it's a labor of love and sometimes it's just a fun time still of love. I don't know what that means, but it was, it's, it's a lot of fun to do. And uh, we are, we are dedicated to continue to bring you guys um, content uh, that, that helps inform and educate and entertain. And so as always, you can get this podcast at printondemandcast.com. You can email myself or Travis. If you have a question about Deco Network from this episode. The email is info at printondemandcast.com. As always, uh, rate on iTunes and subscribe. It helps us get in front of more people that might need this information. So it helps the algorithm. So uh, we greatly appreciate that as well. Travis, anything else before we put a bow on this thing and, and uh, call it good? No, um, this was 
This is informative for me. I mean, we've talked a lot about Deco Network, but um, yeah, but yeah, I just I love the way you guys have kind of customized it to to fit your business, and I'm sure this is helping somebody out there. And I'm excited to get this, like you said, out into the ether. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're, we kind of retrofitted to fit our needs, and I encourage you guys to to do the same. And you know, with any solution. So, um, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will be back next week with another episode of the Print on Demand Cast. See ya. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Print On Demand Cast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you've got a question or a suggestion for the show, send Travis and Josiah an email at info at printondemandcast.com. Take a minute to rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. And don't forget to subscribe now so you don't miss next week's episode. See you next week.